You've likely taken some risk management courses or received some general information on how to avoid a malpractice claim. In fact, we've talked about that here on Malpractice Insights a number of times. But today, I'm going to give you 10 tips on how to prevent a malpractice claim. But these tips are coming from your peers, doctors just like you that have lived through their own malpractice lawsuit and they have lessons to share. So let's go over them together. Stay tuned. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. All right, let's jump in. So tip number one from our panel of doctors is don't ghost a patient after an adverse event. Speak with the patient and family members as soon as possible after an adverse event occurs. Explain the situation and answer questions factually and directly. Show compassion and offer emotional support. I mean, we're all human, and the more human you are, the more relatable and the more likable you'll be. Try not to be defensive, even if their remarks are hurtful or accusatory. Be accessible for follow-up questions or to explain things ongoingly. Oftentimes there are more questions that the patient and the family has after they've had time to process things and being absent or hard to get a hold of will only lead to patient frustration. So be sure that you're checking back in frequently and staying visible. Tip number two, avoid overly aggressive collections. In the event of an adverse outcome, it may be prudent to consider waiving all or part of the patient's medical bill. But before proceeding with this option, be sure to discuss it with your malpractice insurance carrier and attorney. While some patients will be satisfied with this result, others might be inclined to sue regardless. Be especially considerate of collection call techniques. A slightly disgruntled patient could be further agitated with overly aggressive collection calls. Make sure your practice administrator knows exactly how collection calls are handled and what scripts they're using so that you're comfortable with the way your patients are being spoken to. Speaking of phone systems, tip number three is to check your phone systems regularly. What's it like to call in as a patient? What are they hearing on the phone? Is your staff friendly? How long are they waiting before they talk to a human? What happens if no one's available and they have to leave a message? What's your protocol for returning phone calls? Do you allow patients to leave messages for doctors? Do you have any voicemail boxes that are full or have out-of-date messages? Taking the time to review your phone system and related policies and procedures will go a long way in not only helping you avoid litigation, but it will also improve your patient's overall experience with your practice. Tip number four, be very aware of the culture in your office and the overall practice dynamics. Treat your front office staff with respect and be aware of how you're speaking to one another. If a patient overhears a receptionist grumbling about one of the doctors or sees a provider being rude or condescending to another person in the practice, it not only sours the experience for the patient, but it also gives a negative overall perception of your office. 
Similarly, tips five and six also have to do with relationships within the healthcare team. Tip number five is to be cognizant of your interactions with mid-level providers. And tip number six is don't throw other doctors under the bus. It should go without saying, but please don't argue with another healthcare provider or have a heated discussion in public. If you disagree with another provider, don't use the medical record to document your concerns and certainly don't give your opinion or tell a patient that you disagree with how another doctor handled a situation. It's okay for you to acknowledge and apologize for a patient's distress, but make sure that you do not accept blame or point the finger at anyone else in the event of an adverse event or a negative experience. Speculation only leads to further issues. Tip number seven, keep your office tidy and organized. Have a system for everything in your office. The way you do it is always the way you do it. Because of the high volume and production demands placed on doctors, it is imperative that you have standard operating procedures and that your team is crystal clear on the processes, the communication standards, handoffs within the team, and the overall workflow in the practice. Be organized. Remember that mess equals lawsuit. A messy office comes across as unorganized and it may cause the patient to question the type of care that they're going to get with you. A frenzied office and a doctor in a rush does not give a patient reassurance. In fact, it does the opposite. And for you personally, moving too fast leads to mistakes. So having a standard operating procedure in place and working in a tidy, organized office will help you stay on track and reduce the likelihood of a claim. And it's just good medicine. Tip number eight, make sure your staff is trained and taking advantage of risk management courses. Almost all of the malpractice insurance carriers offer risk management training and CME credits for doctors, and they usually have companion courses for practice administrators and office staff as well. These courses are typically free, and they will help you keep your staff up to date on rules, guidelines, and general risk prevention strategies to help keep your practice running smoothly and safely. All right, rounding the corner, we're at tip number nine, which is to make sure that your own malpractice insurance is in order. It can be easy for a busy doctor to just put their malpractice insurance on autopilot and let it renew year over year without checking it. But it's incredibly important that you make sure that it's still the right policy, that it's still covering you for everything you're doing, and that you're not overpaying or having any other coverage issues that you need to be aware of. And finally, tip number 10 is to always make sure that your documentation is in order. Keep timely, accurate medical records. Record factual statements of the events in the patient's medical record, along with notes related to the follow-up care. Make sure the chart includes a complete description of your interaction with the patient. If you happen to disagree with another provider, don't use the medical record to document your concerns. Rather, thoroughly document the basis for your treatment. Don't backdate any entries in the medical record and avoid creating entries that may appear to be self-serving. It's better to add an addendum than to go back and change what you said later. Remember that medical records can also be admissible in court, so avoid writing anything in the file that is unrelated to the care of the patient. You want your medical records to be thorough, timely, and objective. 
And although these items all might seem kind of small, they really can go a long way in either helping to diffuse a difficult situation or helping to keep yourself out of hot water altogether. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. By the way, we have our new link that is now live on our website where you can submit your questions to our mailbag for me to answer on air. We'll put a link in the show notes for you so that you can submit your inquiries. And who knows, your question could be featured on our next show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, please don't forget to give us a like and a follow. And I would really love your feedback if you could please leave a review. Your support does help us to reach more people. And we're really grateful for your clicks and for your kind words. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.